Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You've just tuned into the Church Brawl on the Brawl Network, where men and women of faith fight our fight together. In that togetherness... We share in our sermons, hosted by Pastor Carl Day. With your sermon now, is Pastor Carl. What's going on, everybody? This is Pastor Carl Day. Shout out to you all for tuning in to the Church Brawl podcast on the Brawl Network. Um, I praise God and thank God for the Brawl Network for allowing me to be on this space, on this platform, and bringing Christ to people by any means necessary. So check this out, y'all. I just wanted to give a motivational message today. Um, well, an encouraging message um, in, in the Lord, of course, um, and just really hope that this message empowers us all. One of the purposes of this podcast, obviously, is to bring the truth of Christ to the people by all means, but also, y'all, for us to continue to grow and be equipped so that we can really become more like Christ, because that's our goal here as Christians. And then lastly, y'all, the strength to strengthen us all for the sake of unity. Um, it's very, very important, y'all, that we in the Christian faith understand the importance of biblical unity. What, it, what does it look like for us to encourage each other, uh, to support each other, to strengthen one another, to love each other um, as the Lord loves us? Because that's our biblical mandate. So we must brawl together. We must fight together because our faith is always, you know, um, at war and we need each other. So. With that being said, won't keep everybody long. I want to talk a little bit about what does it look like for us to brawl together, for us to fight together, for us to love one another, for us to help each other. So today we will look no further than Mark chapter two, verses one through twelve. That's where we will be today. Mark chapter two, verses one through twelve. Um, and I will pray very quickly. I have the Christian Standard Bible in front of me. I always tell my church, y'all, that translation is different ways to say the same thing. All right. So whatever translation you read, get that revelation from your translation. All right. Whatever version it is that it's easier for you to understand and grasp it. Do that and be sure to let the Lord speak to you and through you uh, with that word. Amen. All right. So this is what we will do, because um, I always say anything that we do outside of prayer, we do it in pride. And that's even when we read the word of God. Y'all always pray before you jump into the word. It is very, very, very important. All right. It is essential. So let's pray. Father God, we come before you, Lord Jesus, just thanking you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, just for today, God. And we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you that you've left us your word. Your word is a gift, Lord. The Bible declares that your word is the lamp before our feet, God. So we thank you 
that you've not left us here to just walk through this world of darkness with no light. But you've given us your word to be that lamp. So we pray and ask you that your word would illuminate our paths and allow us to walk in your ways, walk in your light. Um, God, help us to be more like you. Uh, Lord, we need you, God. And we thank you for modern technology, just ways that we can tap right into your word and learn more of your truths from wherever we are in this world. So we thank you and we love you and we pray that today's word would be impactful. Uh, it would enlighten somebody. It would convict and challenge us, Lord. So ultimately, God, you can change us so that we could be shaped in your image and your likeness. And it's in Jesus name we pray. Amen. All right. Y'all. So Mark chapter two, verses one through twelve, when he entered Capernaum. Again, after some days, it was reported that he was at home. So many people gathered together that there was no more room, not even in a doorway. And he was speaking the word to them. They came to him, bringing a paralytic carried by four of them. Since they were not able to bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And after digging through it, they lowered the mat on which the paralytic was lying. Seeing their faith, Jesus told the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. But some of the scribes were sitting there questioning in their heart. Why does he speak like this? He is blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Right away, Jesus perceived in his spirit that they were thinking like this within themselves and said to them, why are you thinking these things in your heart? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven or to say, get up, take your mat and walk. But so that you may know that the son of man has authority on earth to, to forgive sins. He told the paralytic. I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home immediately after he got up, took the mat and he went in front of everyone. As a result, they were all astounded and gave glory to God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. And may God bless what we read and received. Amen, everybody. All right. So check this out. Just want to unpack a few things here. And honestly, there's a lot to unpack, but just for time's sake and the fact that I really don't want to keep everybody. And I know that everybody is not used to like long sermons or anything else. So typically I want to keep it between a 30, 40 minute range. Want to keep your attention. Don't want you to go to sleep with me, y'all. So stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. I promise you I'm going somewhere. But I want to talk about what does it look like, y'all? We're in December. You know, it's holiday season and we talk about the season of giving. We always say that as Christians, we believe in love and uh, love is the <clears throat> is the emphasis and foundation of every believer. And that's what we profess to believe. But I believe that, you know, we all can be challenged to love a little more. You know, and I'm sure there are some lovely people that will listen into this, that will listen into this. But I believe, y'all, that we ought to love even more. We always should press ourselves to find out what can I do to love people even more. So now that you're tuning in to the church brawl podcast, I need us to always remind ourselves because we typically love to say and we uh, we understand that we are going through this warfare, that this is that there is spiritual warfare all throughout this earth, throughout this world. There are many people, y'all, that are fighting in their faith and their souls that are hanging out there in the balance. So like we need to understand and remind ourselves that we have to also fight for others. It is important that we fight for others, y'all. I know that we're going through. I know that 2020 has presented us some tough times, but we always should remind ourselves, y'all, that there are other people struggling. There are other people doing worse than us. And we should always have the mindset that we can also fight for others, even as we go through, because as we fight for others, it shows us 
I mean, it shows people our total reliance and trust in God to deal with whatever it is that we have to deal with. So let's just get back to this text real fast. So now Jesus goes ahead and he enters the town again. After some days, it was reported that he was at home. So many people gathered together that there was no more room, not even in the doorway. And as he was speaking a word to them, they came to him, bringing a paralytic carried by four of them. Since they were not able to bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. After digging through it, they lowered the mat on which the paralytic was lying, seeing their faith. And I just want to stop there. Check this out, y'all. Jesus comes to town. Right. And Jesus goes ahead, goes home. So many people was gathered around and there was no more room. So Jesus, there was he was this huge phenomenon. All of these people understood the Christ. They they loved his teaching. They loved the works that he was doing. Right. Similar to how we are now as a, as, as Christians here in our country. We love the Christ. You know, we profess and proclaim about his teachings. We talk about how amazing he is. We talk about the work that he's done. Right. And we we're, we're in awe and we typically gather and we gather in large groups. Well, post I mean, pre-COVID, obviously, but we gather in these large groups and we do all this stuff. And we sit here and shout. We praise our Jesus. We pack churches. And that's all good. That's fine and dandy. Right. Because we love our Lord and we want to be in the midst of him. But notice something here. The men notice how crowded it was. Notice that there was no way to go ahead and get to the Christ themselves. So what did they do? They decided to start to say, you know what? We're going to dig a hole through this roof. Now, again, there's a lot to unpack here. But for time's sake, y'all. I'm going to go ahead and condense this the best way that I can. All right. Because I know that most pastors and preachers tell you that they won't keep you long, but I'm really not trying to keep you long. Because, again, I, I want to make sure that this podcast keeps you engaged. So but I need, to, I, I need to set the stage and let you know what's going on here. Now, they pretty much simplified by telling you these men. Right. They came to him bringing this paralytic. It was carried by four of them. And since they were not able to bring him uh, to Jesus because of the crowd, they removed the roof above and digging through it. They lowered the mat. Now. I want us to understand, right? This is what shows the hearts of true believers, true believers who sit there and say to themselves, yo, my faith in God, because that's why the Bible says Jesus seeing their faith. Jesus told the paralytic sons, your sins are forgiven. So Jesus saw their faith. How does Jesus see their faith? How does Jesus see our faith as Christians? He sees our faith and he's the same one who said they will know that we are his disciples by the love we show one another, by the love we show one another. Y'all come on. So with that being said, the way that we truly demonstrate our faith, I need us to understand this, y'all. We can get caught into legalism and talk about the do's and don'ts of Christianity. We can brag and boast about what we don't do or profess that we don't do it and we really be lying to the public. But the truth of the matter is this, the way that you demonstrate and you show your Christ best is by brawling and fighting and caring for others, doing for others. Jesus saw their faith. These were four men. Think about this now. Jesus is the best thing since sliced bread now. The town is going crazy. He got, he got everything popping. He, he's sitting there anywhere that he goes. You see mobs of people following the Christ. He's doing this amazing work. And check this out. Four men had the opportunity to somehow try to get close to the Christ. And guess what? The first thing it was that was on their minds. Let's grab this man here who has this issue. He's a paralytic. The man can't walk. The man has never been able to walk since we've seen him. Let's bring him to the Christ. Now, I need us to stop for a second. Have a pause. Think. A pause moment. Just seriously, just pause, pause and think about that. If the Christ was in town, if Jesus Christ was closest to you right now, and you had the chance to approach them. I th- we, we all need to be challenged to think like those four men. Will we go ahead and think about somebody else? Or will we go run straight to them about our own situation and issue? I know I already know y'all I already know. 
because I'll probably be guilty myself. I'll probably be thinking about the first thing. I could, Hey, Lord, I needed you to do this for me. We all need to check our hearts. Those four men heard that Christ was coming to town. So many other people wanted to just hear a word. So many people wanted to just, I don't know, bring their own issue. These four men said, you know what? Now nah, we're going to go ahead and bring this guy here because he needs it more than we do. Wow. He needs it more than we do. He can't walk. We all can run and go here. We all can walk, get close enough to hear from the Christ or get close enough to see from a distance. This man can't even walk. Let's bring him to the Christ. That was the hearts and minds. That's what it looks like for true believers to brawl and fight for one another. Y'all, in this season of 2020, holiday season, fourth quarter, last inning of this year, no matter how rough this year has been, man, can we all look at ourselves and say, you know what? Listen, we're still here. There's somebody nearby. There's somebody around us that truly could use us. There's somebody else around us that truly needs to be brought to the Christ. These men sat right here and said, you know what? We're going to carry this guy, put him on this mat, and we're going to bring him to the Christ. Now, check this out. That did not come without adversity. Now, how many of us, y'all, have taken the time to say, I want to do something good, right? But then was met with adversity. And then soon as the adversity came, instantly, y'all, we sat there and said, you know what, man, I tried and we left it there. Those four men could have sat here and said, man, we brought them. We tried. Well, sorry, dog, you can't get in. They sat right there and said, you know what? We got to figure something out. We didn't come this far for nothing. We want this guy to get to Jesus. And y'all, that's what it looks like for us as believers, man. When we see people struggling in their faith, when we see people struggling on hard times, they fall on hard times, y'all. We take what we have. We help others. When we see people who, are, who looks like they're straying away from the faith, we don't sit there and speak down on them. We sit there and we reach out to them. We sit there and come together and say, yo, we have to help them out and do what we have to do to bring them closer to Jesus. These men sat right there and God gave them the innovation. That's innovation, y'all, that only comes from God himself. Guess what? The, 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 the light came on. The Lord gives us the provision. You know what? Yo, break the roof open. Lower them through the roof. If we can't fight through the crowds, we're going to come right through the top of the roof. That shows perseverance. That shows persistence, y'all. We're showing God that no matter what happened to us, no matter what gets in our way, we will fight and persist and brawl our way through to get closer to him. Just imagine how blessed those men were. And I'm not even talking about just God, like God rewarding them or giving them something. I'm talking about just imagine what that does for your faith. For the fact that, listen, you walk away feeling and knowing that you partook in God's process of blessing and transforming someone's life. That man, rest Jesus restored that man's ability to walk again. Just imagine what it did for his faith. Just imagine the rest of his story. I can imagine that this paralytic, this man who was once paralyzed, probably turned out to be an amazing person because of his faith, his newfound faith in God and the things in which he's probably went on and done for so many people because the most blessed people get out there and truly bless people radically because that's what God has done for us. This is what it looks like for us to brawl together, y'all. I really need us to understand, man, like Y'all, we have to adopt this mentality. Again, our goal and our mission is to be more Christ-like. And unfortunately, so many people have sat here and crippled us into this mentality of thinking perfectionism as opposed to fulfilling God's purpose. And God's purpose and intent to redeem, to restore, to renew, to reconcile us back to him and regenerate us. His purpose 
was so that we can be conduits. We can carry his glory and bear his light and his image so that we would draw others unto him. His purpose was so that we would be fishers of men. We would bring people to him. And these four men, they got it. Y'all, one thing that we are not devoid of is opportunities to share God's love to the people around us. This is a mission field we're in. America is in a, is a mission field right now. So much. The country so divided. So broken. People are so violent because they're broken and they're hopeless. And guess what? We have those opportunities every day to bring people closer to Jesus. Jesus is everywhere. Omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. So we have that opportunity to, to literally just bring people to Jesus all the time. And we can bring Christ. We can bring people to Christ through such moments of just being willing to go ahead and fight. Being willing to go ahead and fight and brawl for the faith of others, y'all. I, I, I'm trying to help somebody here, man. Um, you know, I'm trying to help somebody. So so with that being said, let me let me let me let me share something else. Let me continue to scroll through. So Jesus is there and says to the paralytic, he says, sons, your sins are forgiven. But some of the scribes were sitting there questioning him in their hearts. Why does he speak like this? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Right away, Jesus perceived in his spirit that they were thinking like this within themselves and said to them, why are you thinking these things in your heart? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven or to say, get up, take your mat and walk. But so that you may know the son of man has the authority to forgive sins. He told the paralytic, I tell you, get up, take your mat, go home. Immediately, he got up took the mat, went out in front of everyone. As a result, they were all astounded and gave God glory, gave glory to God. But I said we never seen anything like this. Now, check this out. Let me show you something here. Now, as we sit here and we speak about brawling in the faith, right? I need us to understand something here. Jesus shows his uh, Jesus shows. His value system. Jesus shows what he prioritized the most when he went ahead and went about this. So notice this. Jesus saw the faith of the men and the men thought, you know what? Here's a need. Here's a need. This man needs to walk. Let us bring us to the Christ. And typically that's what we do, too. And this is why I want to challenge us all. Right. Everybody is listening to the, the, this, this, this church brawl. I want to I want to challenge us all within our faith. Even during seasons like this. You may give some things back to people. You may try to help some folks during Christmas time. Whatever you do in all things that you do, share the message of Christ. Share the message of Christ. Share the love of Christ. Let people know that it is the Christ behind you that has caused you to do or stir you up to do what you've done. Not just a random good deed and then just have somebody say thank you. No, I need you to give some praise to God. I would love to talk to you about Jesus. Can I share something with you about what the Lord has done in my life as to why I'm doing what I'm doing? At least share your testimony with the person that you've done something good for. Just ask them. Just ask them. Hey, can I share with you what God done for me and, and why I do what I do? After you've given something away, after you supported somebody, after you helped somebody in their physical condition. Because, see, these men brought the man to Christ while he was paralyzed, saying this man needs to walk. And you know what the Lord saw? More importantly, the Lord saw his need to be forgiven. That's why Jesus, the Bible told us verse five, seeing their faith. Jesus told the paralytic son, your sins are forgiven. He saw the faith of the men and he sat there and said, you know what? The men are bringing him here for this physical condition. Yet Jesus was like, guess what? Our spiritual condition 
is far more in greater need of healing and forgiveness and hope than even our physical. Now, we understand that from a Christian perspective, which is why, you know, we want to bring the gospel to people. But we also understand that to people who don't know the Lord, their physical condition needs to be met first or we have to demonstrate that level of care. So this is why we become the conduits. This is why we've been called. This is why we've been sent forth to a world so that we can meet physical needs, but yet never lose sight of the most important aspect. Our sins need to be forgiven. Because why? We want to see these people receive the Christ, receive salvation because people can come and go tomorrow. So you can feed a person today and guess what? The world can end tomorrow and they still may not know the Lord. So this is why, man, we in order for us to truly effectively brawl for the faith and fight for the faith and contend for the faith out here and see to it that the Lord's mission and purpose is fulfilled. Y'all, as we meet the needs of others. Let us continue to make our chief priority out here, our chief goal, that people would be forgiven, that people can be saved. That is why we lead with love. That is why we fight for the faith out here. With so many people trying to, you know, deter others away from what they call religion. Trying to tell people doesn't matter. Jesus prioritized the spiritual need first. And guess what happened? You had some of the scribes, some of the Pharisees who sat around questioning them in their hearts. Why does he speak like this? Accuse him of blasphemy. Why? Because at the time they only believed that only God could forgive sins. And they only believed that God could do miracles, perform miracles. That was just, you know, their old, that was their, their, their belief that only God could forgive sins and only God can perform such healing and miracles. And here it was. They didn't understand who the Christ was. Others did, and they missed it. Here it was, these scribes and Pharisees were the most astute religious people of the time, and yet they still didn't even know the Lord. They didn't even know God in the flesh at the time when he stood right, right before them. They missed it. Others that knew the Christ were around chanting. Others that knew the Christ were busy trying to bring people to Christ. Then you had some of the most religious, astute people, the elitists of the religious, missing it. Sounds a lot like today, too. Have a lot of religious elite that are sitting here arguing theology. Continue to fight and squabble with religious banter, speaking above everybody's heads. And meanwhile, you got some regular average Joe Christians who just truly believe in the Christ and are out here fighting on the front lines, bringing people to Jesus. Man, I want to brawl with some more of those people. I'm a pastor. And guess what? Listen, I, I continue to brawl with the everyday people in the trenches of Philadelphia, North Jersey. All day long. This is what I do. Those are the people I love to to brawl to brawl with as we fight against the enemy. Continue to just keep bringing the people that most people neglect, most people reject to Jesus. That's what we do. Because that's what these men did. You know what? So many people have overlooked and stepped by or walked over this man who could not walk. In a moment that Jesus Christ was around in the flesh, first thought that came to their mind was, hey, let's bring him to Jesus. I'm sure all four of those men had some problems, y'all. We all got problems. I'm sure some of those four men probably wrestled with their own sins or wrestled with other things and continued to still try to overcome. But in the midst of everything, they put the man whose situations was worse than theirs before themselves. That's truly the love of Christ. That's true humility. And we're in a season right now where y'all listen, there's a lot of people have been affected and impacted by this pandemic, amongst other things. 
And I'm sure we got some things that we can complain about. But at the same time, how can we fight and brawl for the faith of somebody else around us? Again, another, another moment to pause and think on. So here it is. Look at the hearts of the scribes and the Pharisees. They're questioning him. Right away, Jesus, of course, perceived in his spirit that they were thinking like this within themselves. And look what he said to them. Why are you thinking these things in your heart? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven or to say, get up, take your mat and walk. But so that you may know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Jesus had to flex on them one time. Jesus had to let them know, listen, just to show you all who I am. Not only can I say that your sins are forgiven, but. Let me show you how simple it is to take care of this physical condition. He sits right there and he says, yo, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. Just get up, take your mat, and go home. So Jesus sits right here. And this is why y'all our Christ is Lord. This is why our Christ is everything. This is why y'all every day that we should get up excited, hopeful, ready to give the devil hell at all moments. Because guess what? We know this. Our Lord Jesus Christ forgives our sins, which gives us new hope every single day. But also, y'all, that his word is powerful. His word is sovereign. There is nothing greater. There is no greater force on this earth than the word of the living God himself. And this is why Jesus says this. Not only do I forgive sins, but check this out. I don't even got to touch the man. I'll just merely sit here and say, pick up your mat, go, and it's done, and it's done. That's seriously how simple it is for our God. His word, his word is the authoritative figure and influencer in the lives of every single believer. And we should ask ourselves today, do we truly, 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 fully believe in that word? How many of us would have been a paralytic man sitting there disgruntled because we didn't get touched? Because he didn't touch our legs. How many of us would have had enough faith to still try to get up in front of all those people after he said, yo, come on, take that mat, get up and do what you got to do. Or we'd have stayed on the mat, still paralyzed with fear, telling ourselves we can't do it. That's for a whole nother day. The man, still had to, he still had to have enough faith. After all those years, people probably prophesied and told him, oh, yeah, you'll be able to get up. And how much money he probably invested, given to, to some, some religious person saying, you're going to get up one day or you're going to get up tomorrow. Or God got your healing and all that kind of stuff. Man, the Christ told him, listen, man, your sins are forgiven because first the Lord really wants this spiritual cleanse first. So I'm here to say this. We've been sent. We've been saved and sent to serve people. To provide needs, but most importantly, through our serving, be sure to it that we share the message of Christ. We share what it was that. That it took for us to come to Jesus and do the things that we do today as we help our brothers and sisters, as we love our neighbors. So that ultimately they can make that choice to be forgiven. Because the Lord is offering forgiveness to everybody. That's the hope in this. Forgiveness exists for everybody. Don't care how far you went, how far you've been. Because I can go on for days about, you know, my, my life journey and what the Lord has done and what it took for me to get to the point of where I am, you know, politically known and known throughout the city, my community, awarded for my work, all kinds of stuff. Man, I can go for days to tell you about what it took for me to get there and where I once was. Um, and one day we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that stuff. But with that being said, I'm telling you right now, this is what it looks like for us to fight for our faith, y'all. So I want to encourage everybody, please consider that during the season of giving, what people around you can you help serve and give unto that you can while while giving? Because I'll tell you what, your your evangelism is enhanced the moment you decide to say, guess what? 
God, I want to give to unto others. I want to support others. I want to help others. So when you decide to do the work of God, yo, your, your evangelism is on steroids now because you have the ear of the listener. You have the heart of the listener because they know that you don't have to do. You didn't have to do what you've done. So it had to be the God in you that compelled you to do something like that. So I just pray and hope, y'all, that we would have the faith, that we would have the love that those four men had. That we, at all costs, would fight, crawl and scratch and brawl to see to it that we can go out our way to help other people around us. Instead of just writing them off, talking down on them and talking about them in this society of ours. Our country thrives off division. It's time that we start to use some multiplication and multiply some disciples. Get some people saved, serve some people. Most importantly, remember that people need to be forgiven more than anything else. That's the one thing we all have in common. Don't care who you are. White, black, red, yellow, brown, purple, whatever color you may be. We all sin. We all carry sin. So the most important thing is above and beyond everything else, behind a material need, behind a physical need, behind whatever need, an emotional need. Y'all, we need to be forgiven. And our Christ gives that forgiveness. So with that being said. Yeah, that's today's message. I hope and pray that you all been encouraged, inspired and motivated to get up and fight. And brawl for your neighbor. Your neighbor needs it. Your neighbor needs Jesus. Your friend needs Jesus. Your family member needs Jesus. Your co-worker needs Jesus. I pray that we would ask God. To show us whatever it is that we possess. That can help and be a blessing to somebody else. So that it can create an inroad. It can create an opportunity for us to bring them to him. Whatever it is that we have God. Whatever it is that we have. Whatever opportunities we have, God, let us seize the moment. That's what I hope and pray. So that's today's message. Um, I'll pray, close out, and I thank you all for tuning in, man. I hope this thing bless somebody today. That's my goal. That's my hope. If it bless you, just just message me on Twitter or something, uh, at Pastor Carl Day. Um, same thing on Instagram, um, Pastor Carl Day on Facebook. Follow us at Church Bra. Um, continue. Subscribe. I, I'm coming weekly. I'm coming weekly. I'll probably be coming every few days. Who knows? I'm moving as the spirit moves me. Um, but I'll definitely be here weekly giving you something to hold on to. Giving you something that I hope sticks to you. So I'll pray us out. Um, dear God, we come before you. In the name of Jesus, just thanking you, God, for your word. Thanking you just for being God and thank you just for continuing to impact us, encourage us and enlighten us. Um, God, I pray over this message. I pray over the listeners. I pray over uh, those who you may call and send us to reach. I'm sure many of us have probably listened to this message and instantly felt challenged or convicted about those that we know we can go cut a roof open and lay, lay down a mat to just get to you and bring to you. So, God, I pray over our hearts in advance. I pray over the hearts of the people in advance that you'll send us to go reach. I pray, God, that regardless of what adversity may face us, 
whether it may appear to be crowded or whether the road may appear to be tough, that we would not allow nothing to stifle our creativity and our ability, whether it's a pandemic or anything else, Lord, in our ability to bring people to you. I pray that our passion would not die or fail. Lord, I ask you that you would just continue to keep us encouraged. That we wouldn't be self-centered, become selfish and egotistical the way that the world in this country tries to push and enforce on us. We could be so self-absorbed in this world of social media and everything else where we get to just focus on us. I pray that we would consider the lives of everybody else around us that needs you, that needs to be forgiven by you, that needs to have a relationship with you. That's the ultimate goal. So allow our good deeds and our good acts of kindness to create that inroad so that we can share who you are and what you've done and how you've made salvation available for them. Amen. You've been listening to Pastor Carl Day here on the Church Brawl. Please reach out to us on all social media platforms at the Church Brawl. Thank you for being with us today. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.